0: Hey guys, Kill here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the difference between wants versus needs. So, taking a step back from our normal trading-specific talk, I'm going to focus a little bit on financial education and, and personal finance today. But, Before we get started with the show, do me one big favor. If you haven't done so already, leave me a rating and or a review over on iTunes. It is the best way that you can support the show. We are consistently ranked in the uppermost podcast when it comes to Forex and when it comes to trading, and uh, I'd like to stay there. So show your love. Support me over there, of course. If you're listening on YouTube, hit that like button, leave me a comment, and share it on social media as well. That way, we can spread the word and impact as many people as possible. Now it's been a great weekend for me. Um, I got to spend uh, some time with my father. Right for you guys that are, I guess you don't really know much about my personal life, but me and my father share a birthday weekend. You know, he was born October 11th. I am born October 12th. So we kind of share a birthday. And uh, this particular year, it was uh, a little bit different. Right, it was a, a bigger birthday than usual. Now me. I don't really care about birthdays. Um, That's why this podcast is purposely coming out after my birthday, so I don't get flooded with happy birthday messages and all that stuff. Um, I don't think I have it on any of my social media stuff, aside from Twitter, because I have to have it on there, so people don't think I'm a spammer, Um, but I'm just a a low-key person. Um, I I don't really like the attention, if you guys haven't kind of caught that drift already, Um, but this birthday was particularly important because my dad has hit the retirement age, uh, meaning, this is going to be his last year working, um, and he'll be retired and have the freedom to do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And hopefully for me, that means spend some time with my kids, so I can spend more time away from my kids. Um, I love my kids, but they drain the energy. Um, but I was talking to my dad this weekend, and uh, just about gifts and stuff. And he he's an Apple guy. Doesn't he knows how to use a cell phone, but you know he doesn't really need all the the bells and whistles. And he was asking about the new iPhone that came out. I believe it was the iPhone 11 um, that came out. And he was asking if I knew anything about it. Um, and, and he was talking about how expensive it has gotten. And and the new iPhone, I guess depending on what type you get, is what, anywhere between $800 or $1,000 and $1,500, which, um, gosh, for a phone, it, it, it seems quite expensive, right? Especially for you guys that kind of were there when when cell phones first started coming out you can get phones for like 30 bucks or something like that and he was just astonished with the price and he was asking a little bit of the details about it and what does it do to kind of deserve that price tag um and it made me it made me think about an interesting concept because i i told him that i don't really think it's it's overpriced and we'll get into that a little bit later Um, but and this this topic can go off on many different ways. I'm gonna try and stay as focused as I can. You guys know me, shiny thing syndrome. But later after this conversation, I I started thinking about it and and just how we weigh price, like because there's there's honestly there's no such thing as expensive. Right. I hope you guys understand that. Right. There, there's no such thing as expensive. Expensive is really in the eye of the beholder expensive has to do with your values right if, if you think about your your maybe a diagram and, and your core values or how much you value something being in the middle right expensive is going to be when whatever you're looking at the price doesn't meet the value it, it exceeds the value and discount or cheap or a bargain will be when something is underneath that value right same thing and I, now we're going back in the stock talk right I told you guys uh, all over the place, but same thing with investments. We've been talking a lot about the uh, financial crash, which is going to uh, it's going to occur at some point, and how to prepare yourself for when that financial crash comes. What happens when the markets crash is, you know, stocks drop, they plummet, and when people begin to panic and they, they begin to sell because they're scared and fear, right? The the plummet just increases. It picks up speed. Think about it like a um, a snowball rolling downhill, right? It starts really, really small, right? There's a little bit of panic. It's declining, but it typically doesn't you know, make that much big of a deal. But then when people kind of hop on the bandwagon everyone sells, everyone gets scared, it just loads up momentum and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. That's what typically happens when financial markets crash. And there's two ways to really think about it right one you can fall into what the general public is doing word of advice the general public is always wrong um you can fall into what the general public is always is, is already doing which is fear and, and panicking and selling off or you can look for opportunities and you can look for opportunities at a very cheap rate right a, a, a bargain rate Um, but what you consider to be a bargain is all going to depend on your values, right? How much do you value said company and do you value it? more than what the price current is, or do you value it less than what the price currently is? And, and that's investing um, 101, basically. When something is is priced less than how you value it, you buy it, right? And you keep buying it consistently over time until it meets the price where it's no longer valued and, and whatnot. If something is overvalued, you don't buy it, right? No matter if you love it to death, you don't buy it if it's overvalued. You wait until it comes into that zone. And making normal purchases is the same way, right? Everyday purchases. One of my favorite things to do, you're, you're going to laugh at me, right? I love grocery shopping, right? I love grocery shopping. Um, I, I did study a little bit about supermarket market psychology and, and marketing and, and what that in, in, in college. Um, but I love grocery shopping because I think it's a great mental exercise, right? I, I think it's a great mental exercise, not only just looking at supply and demand um, in a real life example, instead of just looking at candlesticks going up and down. But it's, it's a want versus need, right? Um, and here's a trick for you guys that do go grocery shopping, right? Never go grocery shopping hungry, right? Always eat a big meal before you go shopping. Why? Because the more hungry you are, right, your values start to shift, right? You start to see more things as a want than a need, right? Because you're hungry, your body is craving food. You look at everything, ooh, I want that, ooh, I want that, ooh, I want that. And you're more likely to buy it because it is a kind of a, a, an urgent need, when you're full and you're not necessarily thinking about food, you're kind of like, uh, do I really need that? Uh, do I really need that? Uh, I want that. Do I really need that? And It's a very interesting exercise. And and this is coming from a perspective of someone that has been on both sides of the table. If you guys don't know my background, right, I'm not from a, I don't have a wealthy upbringing. I, I came from a an urban environment. I wasn't dirt poor by any means. My, my parents did a good job of providing food. Um, but it was one of those situations where you don't get everything you want and you have to find that balance. and. Um, as you, you know, as I went on to graduate and go to college and graduate from college and, and, and really start off my, my businesses, I went through that period where I was eating basically ramen noodles and, and peanut butter sandwiches for about a year. Um, and, and for you guys that aren't familiar, basically, it's just the, the, the cheapest things in the world. Right. We used to call it wish sandwiches. Right. You get two pieces of bread and then you wish something was in between. Um, that's what we ate for a year because, you know, tightening the budget to, to deal with the first two years of a startup. is very difficult. And I say that because, you know, I, I've been through it and, and to now I go through periods where I am financially independent. I, I am financially fine. I don't, I don't like saying fine because, you know, you can always go backwards. Right. Um, and I believe in always going forward. I just don't like accepting that mindset. But I can go to the supermarket and buy whatever I want right now because it's not it's not that much of an issue. But with that being said, you still want to keep that mindset of not just wasting money because that's how you go from being wealthy backwards and, and and blowing your wealth um but so going to the supermarket is a good exercise because there are things that you want right you see this and that and that and oh that looks good ooh i can do that but do you need it and then it all relies on your your value if you want something but you don't want to pay that much for it you don't really buy it if you want something but maybe it's on sale Right? Maybe you don't need it because, but because it's on sale and because it's undervalued, maybe it's worth getting. Um, it's just a very good exercise. So, going back to the iPhone, I, I put up a poll on Instagram. Right? Follow me on Instagram, by the way. At Akil Stokes I am a uh, pretty, uh, pretty clever follow. Um, but I put a poll on Instagram saying, you know, um, do you think the iPhone's overpriced, or would you buy the iPhone? Something like that, and. probably more than that I'm just trying to think about the number 83% came back to say no I wouldn't pay that much for a phone and I got a few messages that said hey you know you know probably about half of the 83% are bs'ing and and I would agree with that now maybe I I speak to a certain demographic maybe I have a, a a group of followers that is that is more financially educated than others um but I would believe in the general public Maybe you think something is overvalued, the general public, but they're going to get it anyway. And my question for you guys is, why do you think they would get it anyway? If If something is overvalued, the iPhone, they say, this is way too expensive for a phone. Why do you think more than half those people will probably end up buying it anyway? What's the big thing going on these days? What is the most important thing to most people out there, the majority of people out there? It is their image. It is how they are perceived, right? Why is social media the highlight reel that it is? Because people want to be perceived in a certain light, right? Why do people go to Starbucks? Someone said the free internet connection. But why do people go to Starbucks, right? Because you're perceived a certain way when you have that Starbucks cup, right? You take two people, one Starbucks cup, one Dunkin' Donuts cup, who do you who do you take more seriously? Well, probably the Starbucks cup. They're more sophisticated, while Dunkin' Donuts cup is a more blue-collar worker. I always give the examples of uh, you know perceptions or you know uh, in far as firsthand experiences, right? I spent a lot of money when I was opening my money management business. I spent a lot of money on clothing. Now I I spend nothing on clothing, guys. You see me? I have like a black T-shirt. I have a bunch of black T-shirts. I've got some some athletic. Uh, pants, and and that's about it. I spend zero on clothing, because I just don't really care. It's not an important part of my life. I just like being comfortable. Jason Greystone's the same way, right? Black t-shirt and jeans. That's about it. Um, But I spent a lot of money on suits, and and I bought some watches, and I I, I bought some collar uh, button-down shirts. Why? Because when I'm going out there marketing myself, right, especially as a young black man, marketing myself, trying to get hundreds of thousands of dollars from people, do you think they're going to take me more seriously if I show up in a, a nice suit or a nice ironed shirt with a good watch? Or if I show up in like a, a black T-shirt with some toothpaste stains on it and some, uh, you know, pajama pants. Right. It's going to be the, the former. So I understand image is important. Um, and, and And I think a lot of people will get that iPhone just for the image now. Not necessarily in the case of managing money, I think that's justified in doing something like that and presenting yourself, especially as a younger person and and in a financial business where people are trusting you with their money. Um, But in general, I think people are getting it just to be a part of the trend, just to say, ooh, I have this new iPhone. Now, the question is, right, is the cost of the iPhone, right, do you value it? Do you value your image? Do you value how people perceive you? Enough to pay that, and that's not a question that I don't. I don't think any of us can answer. I I can never tell anyone how much they value anything. Um, that is something that I'm a firm believer in life. I will never judge what people spend their money on. You know why? It's their money. It's their decision. But you do have to be honest with yourself, and you have to ask yourself, okay, am I am I running up a credit card bill to get this iPhone? Am I going into debt to get this iPhone? I think Gary V said this before. He talked about um, it, it doesn't matter what you spend your money on as long as you don't complain about it when other aspects of your life are being affected. So like, if you're going to spend $1,500 on an iPhone, but you're short on your electric bill this month, you don't have the right to complain about, oh man, I can't even pay my electric bill, right? Because you made the decision to take that money and spend it on something else. So that's the payoff. And, and that's where, unfortunately, I don't think most people are financially responsible enough to to handle that i think people want the best of both worlds they want to get the iphone and then they want to complain about not having money for this right i've spoken to many people here over my years of just working with uh, not even just traders but people in general as far as just, just financial educating uh financially educating people and whatnot and i've got people that complain all the time about they wish they can get a new apartment they wish they can live in a different area of the city. They wish they can have a new house or a new car or this or that. Or they can they can go out to eat or take their their date to a better spot. And they're complaining about not having all this money and working and blah 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 blah. Yet they're spending they're spending uh, money. They're spending thousands of dollars on sneakers, thousands of dollars on jeans, right? And again. I don't judge what you spend your money on. I, I do think there should be priorities but priorities are up to you, the individual but you can't complain. You can't complain. if you make the choice to spend thousands of dollars on accessories, you can't complain about living where you're living. You can't be you can't complain about not being able to do this and do that, right? You got to take your medicine. Right. We, we see that it's the same thing with with entrepreneurship, just to go on a, a slightly different path. Right. You got to know what you're getting into. Right. Everyone wants to brag, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I got this startup. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But then they're complaining, oh, man, I got to work so many hours, this and that. I got to be at the business. The business is a bu-. that that's what comes with it. That's what comes with it. There are pros and cons to everything. You can't have the best of both worlds. But as far as valuing the iPhone, I actually don't think it's expensive for someone like me. Now, I'm not an iPhone person. Uh, I'm a Galaxy guy. Um, but for me, I wouldn't mind spending $1,000 or, or 1500 for a phone. Now, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't just go out there and get it. I'd have to do some deep thought. Have to make sure I really need it but there are people that could be that can use it the right way and apparently right the thing about the iPhone the new one is that it has this this triple camera that has this uh, my friend just got one and she showed me showed it to me it's this r- really good camera let's put it like that way um, and in these days right you can use your mobile device or let's put it this way the 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 technology on your mobile device is essentially as good as what you're gonna get with your your normal camera, right? I used to record all my videos with. Um, I went from webcam to better webcam, and I bought me a nice camera. It's a Canon. Um, I think it's a Canon Rebel T5, right? Nice camera. I love photography. It's a passion of mine. I think that's what I'm gonna do when things are all said and done. It's just it's relaxing. It's artistic. It's it's cool, right? The camera cost me about what I think probably 600 bucks at the time, 600 700 bucks at the time, um, which is decent. It's it's that's Pretty cheap for a a, a quality camera. Um, But I haven't recorded a video. And you guys know I do lots of videos. I haven't recorded a video with my Canon camera probably in about four years. Well, why is that? Well, what I noticed is, right, one day I broke the cord to my camera, right? So I couldn't easily upload it to my computer. And I was running out of time. And I decided to film with my phone. And I found out that the quality of my phone was almost just as good as the camera. At least it was close enough, right? These days, and a lot of entrepreneurs out there are, are doing a lot of marketing. Visual marketing is the the biggest form of marketing right now. Uh, audio is getting there. You know, I think audio is actually going to take place of that. But the, the the short the short videos are still a very powerful marketing tool. The short video is much more effective than say a a, a blog post or something like that, um, and in this day a lot of marketing the the cool thing is like on-spot reality marketing reality kind of communication where it's 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 not planned it's not necessarily you're in your office and everything is staged perfectly it's kind of like hey i'm on the road right jason graystone was in uh we just had the 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 trader for cause event this weekend in vegas unfortunately i had to miss it because again we had plans with my father for our our big birthday bash and, and and whatnot um, but there was a Trader for Cause event, which is a charity event uh, out in Las Vegas that Mike Bellafiore uh, invited us to. And, and, and Jason Greystone and Darren were able to go out there, which is pretty cool. And I'm watching him on Instagram. and He did this nice little, nice little rant um, just about gambling and professionalism and whatnot, all shot from his phone. I do all of my YouTube videos now shot from my phone. Jason Greystone records his podcast from his phone. That way he can do it on the road, wherever he's at. And for someone who's going to use it in that aspect as, as a tool in replacement of a camera, in replacement of this, replacement of that, something that's going to help their business, I certainly value it. I think it's worth the cost because it is a business expense. Now, even though it's a business expense, right, the, the, some of the, the, the trouble, I guess, is over justifying something, right? It's and this is from personal experience, like all of my stories are. Um, the one problem, one of the biggest problems that I faced when I started my business is that we talked about that scale of you know values in the middle. If it's cheaper, you know, buy it undervalued. If it's above, leave it alone, right? My values kind of shifted, right? My needs kind of shifted to my wants when I started the business. Um, because I would make up excuses, right? The business was the excuse. Well, I need this for the business. I got to do this for the business, or I can write it off on taxes, so it's okay for the business. And all of a sudden, things that were just once, but not necessarily needs, started shifting over because I was justifying them. And when I first started trading and investing, I, I had no idea what the reality of trading looked like, right? I, I thought it was whatever you saw on TV. I thought it was Wall, Wolf of Wall Street. I thought it was, I had to have nice suits. I had to have, I ran out an office. I had subscriptions to about four or five magazines. I had two TVs. I had a special news feed and, and, and cable connection. I had the Wall Street Journal. I was a part of like four or five mastermind groups. I was about a part of like four or five other like subscription newsletter groups online. I was spending about $2,000 a month on like stuff. Like stuff. Stuff that made me feel like a trader that I justified to being a trader. And I was spending more money, right, than what I was actually making. So that's the part we got to be careful of. And, and and I don't know if that's necessarily for the image. We talked earlier about perception, Um maybe my own perception. Maybe that's what I felt I needed to do to feel like a trader. That's Or maybe I honestly just thought that's what we needed. I I mean, I was using the stuff for most of it, but I don't know if it was providing me enough value to make up for the cost. Um, So that's where we want to make sure we don't get into trouble at, right? We can't just, because we want something, we can't just call it a need. We actually have to sit back and See if it's going to be justified. So if we're going back to that iPhone example, right? Ask yourself, okay, well, how many vi- how many videos do you produce? How many podcasts do you produce? How many live streams do you produce? Or if you don't do it yet, are you actually going to do it? Or are you just telling yourself that so you can buy the phone? And again, that's a question that I, I can't answer for you. That's got to be something from within. But the point of the podcast is, again, we have to... We have to measure those values. And I, I don't think we should automatically say something is too expensive. I don't think we should automatically say something is too cheap. It, it's all relative to how we value something. And how we value something is should be that determining factor in whether we purchase it or not. So do me a favor, guys. Leave me a comment. Let me know um, what you think about this. You can hit me up on uh, YouTube underneath this video. This is all the Trading Coach Podcast I put on YouTube as well. Or you can shoot me a message on social media. I'm everywhere. I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just signed up for TikTok. It's kind of fun. Um, So shoot me a message on there, letting me know what you think. I think it's an interesting concept. I know it's something that I personally struggled with a lot when I first started. And it it took me a while to really kind of cut the fat and and, and trim down and and get rid of those wants and and focus more on my needs. I still have some wants. Don't get me wrong. It's okay to to treat yourself and you should budget accordingly. But the, the main things should be all needs, something that you that you can actually, not justify, but something that you actually value in comparison to the price. So let me know what you think. And of course, uh, don't forget to leave me a rating and a review on iTunes. I'll see you guys in the next episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Until then, time your trade, trade your plan. You guys have a great day.